Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. We're coming to you from Sugarland, Texas, Sugarland Baptist Church. We are just outside Houston. Um, this is uh, Steve Titch. Uh, I am filling in as host for Bill Cox, who will be out for the next couple of weeks. Um, with me are two of our great panelists, uh, our class deacon, Kyle Trahan and our prosecutor from Harris County in Houston, city of Houston, uh, Mike Cropper. Hello. Uh, and uh, we, are, we are coming to the end of our study of John. Um, we kind of bounced around. Uh, our pastors uh, suggested we jump ahead uh, and look at some of the uh, scripture pertaining to uh, the Passion the crucifixion, the resurrection, and even after the resurrection to uh, line that up with Easter. So we're going to back to uh, two earlier lessons in the study guide we're using. And the study guide we're using is Get Grace and Truth. It is a study of John. It is part of the Connect 360 uh, Bible study series uh, published by Baptist Way Press. We are going to do Lesson 7. If you don't have the book, don't worry. We really don't <laughs> do much reference of it other than what I just yeah. did. Get it uh, on your Kindle. <laughs> but uh, we'll be looking at uh, John chapter 9. Uh, the, the lesson covers ver verses 1 through 7 and 13 through 41, but we just might have fun in cover those uh, three missing verses because I think they're important and they, they add more 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 color to this story. Uh, I'm going to start because right before we started, uh, Mike said this is one of his favorite uh, stories, so I'm going to go to Mike and have oh. him kick things off with a quick, uh, quick look. We'll go around the room and just summarize our points before launching into a full-scale full yeah. discussion. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Uh, it's good to be here, everybody. And if you uh, have a Bible, go ahead and open it to John 9. Steve uh, told you the reference uh, verses. Our author calls this lesson Physical and Spiritual Blindness, and it's another one of those lessons where Jesus picks on the Pharisees. That is, to me it is. Uh, we covered the Pool of Siloam, or Pool of Bethesda, a couple lessons back, where Jesus healed a paralyzed man. It just happened to be on the Sabbath, and the paralyzed man did not know Jesus was Jesus, the Messiah. And, uh, and Jesus specifically told him, Pick up your bedroll and leave and walk away, knowing full well he's going to get seen by the, the Jewish leaders and the Sanhedrin members. Whoever's out there, he's going to get in trouble. And he did. He got in trouble. He said they asked him what he was doing carrying his bedroll. And, uh, and he said, the one who healed me told me to pick it up and go. Well, after that, Jesus came back around. He did not know again at the time that it was Jesus. Jesus came back around and found him and said, it's me. I'm the one who healed you. And uh, if you want to, go tell the Pharisees, which he did. 
And so then Jesus had confrontation with the Pharisees. Um, the next lesson which we're covering today is so much different. Now the name of it is physical and spiritual blindness. But Jesus again heals an individual on the Sabbath day. But he doesn't do the arguing this time. As you'll see in this lesson, the actual guy who does the arguing with the Pharisees and the, the Sanhedrin and the leaders of the Jewish people will be the guy that's healed. And this is why it's a favor of mine. Jesus heals him, steps back, and watches the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Mike. I mean, just really. Kyle, what do you But it's, it's so true. I mean, he, he does. Um, you know, it starts out interesting, you know, for uh, the disciples asking, you know, who sinned, the parents or this man? Well, obviously the man couldn't have sinned. He was born that way. So it, in their belief, they're thinking, well, it had to be the parents. Yeah. You know, which is strange still that they asked, you know, but I guess they're just now walking up on the man who, you know, their learning has been blind uh, from birth. Uh, you know, but it's it's very interesting that everything seemed to have to have a blame. You know, if, if something wasn't quite right, there was somebody to be able to point a finger at. You did this yeah. yep. and brought it upon yourself, and that's why you're getting God's wrath. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I, I think it, it really starts out interesting that uh, just the way they thought back in the day. Yeah. Even being there with Jesus, <laughs> you know, that the people closest to him still didn't understand. Well, it's, it's one of those things that point oh, yeah, out yeah. That, that it is, there isn't, you know, there's 2,000 years removed, but sometimes it doesn't seem that long because there are people who, who think this way this, today, who, 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 who see some kind of retributive justice coming from God because of something you did yesterday or the day before or last year or sometime in your life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, 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 looking at this, uh, this is uh, a podcast where we say we give no church answers and talk about all, uh, not, the, not the church type discussion. Um, here's some aspect of this, of this, this lesson you won't hear, you certainly won't hear discussed in a youth class. And it is too bad Robert is here because we see a bit of a generation gap on display. Yes. We, we don't know the age of the blind man, but he is young enough to have both parents alive. And remember, this is yeah. the first century. Life, life expectancy was really only about 50 years. So mm -hmm. he's a young man. Um, the elders do not come off well. No. And the youth, youth, youth comes through uh, and uh, roundly uh, shows the older people, the, the elders, both at the church and his parents, of having too much at stake in the establishment to go as far as proclaiming Jesus as the Lord. Yeah. And uh, so let's we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that as we go through it. Uh, any other thoughts? Because I, I, before we before we do the reading, and I think I'm going to go to Kyle for the reading, but I'm going to ask you to go through all of chapter nine. 
um, here it is in here because they that, yeah, so there's that, a few scriptures is, there's, yes. and, and, and that's really where we are chapter 9 the whole the whole chapter verses 1 through 41 it's a good idea preface oh you've got that. you've got a uh, you've got it on your tell them you that you're not reading our typical version <laughs> Kyle explain to us which oh, one going... you like to read actually I usually read the message if I'm gonna oh you're not reading that this read. time I was going to switch for the people, but if uh, go with go with the fine. message, if you've that's got good. it on your on your, that's that's what phone. I usually go with it because I'd, I'd like to hear Peter's <laughs> version of how he how he John I find to be a little easier to to you know read mm -hmm. and understand, but you know you get into some of the other stuff that we've gone mm -hmm. through in the past, <laughs> and whatever version they're either doing in mm -hmm. here or that I pulled up on my phone, I just look at it and go what mm -hmm. at the end of it. And so I, I typically, you know, we, we study out of the book, and so I read it and whatever. What are we in here? NIV, I think? This uses NIV, yes. NIV, you know, for this one, and I just keep the message pulled on my phone. So it uh, starts out uh, with the name of the chapter is called True Blindness. Mm -hmm. Walking down the street, Jesus saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, causing him to be uh, born blind? Jesus said, you're asking the wrong question. You're looking for someone to blame. See? <laughs> Actually, yeah, oh, yeah, no, <laughs> that's where I know I picked that up from somewhere. But uh, you're looking for someone to blame. There's no such cause effect here. Look uh, instead for what God can do. We need to be energetically at work for the one who sent me here. Working while the sun shines. When the night falls, the workday is over. For as long as I am in the world, there is plenty of light. I am the world's light. He said this and then spit in the dust, made a clay paste with the saliva, rubbed the paste on the blind man's eyes, and said, Go, wash at the pool of Siloam. Siloam. Um, Silion means scent. The man went and washed and saw. Soon the town was buzzing, his relatives and those who year after year had seen him as a blind man begging were saying, why isn't the man we knew who sat here and why isn't this the man we knew who sat here and begged? Others said, it's him, all right. But others objected. It's not the same man at all. It just looks like him. He said, it's me, the very one. This is where we go off. Oh, no, we're already off. Um, they said, how did your eyes get opened? A man named Jesus made a paste and rubbed it on my eyes and told me, go to Siloam and wash. I did what he said, and when I washed, I saw. So where is he? I don't know. They marched the man to the Pharisees. This day when Jesus made the paste and healed his blindness was the Sabbath. The Pharisees grilled him again on how he had come to see. He said, he put clay paste on my eyes and I washed and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, obviously this, ma this man can't be from God. He doesn't keep the Sabbath. Such old school I'm, thinking. I'm glad you're laughing. We'll come back to that. I think, I think that is intended to be funny. 
Uh, <laughs> other, they didn't think it was funny. Well, but, but we'll, we'll go, go Others counted. How can, a, uh, how can a bad man do miraculous, God-revealing things like this? There is a spit in their ranks. They came back at the blind man. You're the expert. He opened your eyes. What do you say about him? He said, he is a prophet. The Jews didn't believe it. Didn't believe the man was blind to begin with. So they called the parents of the man, now bright-eyed with sight. They asked them, is this your son? The one you saw who was born blind? So how is it that he now sees? Like they would have any clue. <laughs> His parents said, we know he is our son, and we know he was born blind. But we do not know how he came to see, having a clue about who opened his eyes. Why didn't you ask him? He's a grown man and can speak for himself. His, were, his parents were talking like this because they were intimidated by the Jewish leaders who had already decided that anyone who took a stand for this uh, was the Messiah would be kicked out of the meeting place. That's why his parents said, ask him, he's a grown man. They called the man back the second time, the man who had been blind, and he told him, give credit to God, we know this man is an imposter. He replied, I know nothing about the one, that one way or the other, but I know one thing for sure, I was blind and now I see. They said, what did he do to you and how did he open, his, open your eyes? I've told you over and over and you haven't listened. Why do you want to hear it again? Are you so eager to become his disciples? With that, they jumped all over him. You might, you might be a disciple of that man, but weren't, uh, but were disciples of Moses. We know for sure that God spoken to Moses, but we have no idea where this man even comes from. The man replied, this is amazing. You claim you know nothing about him, but the fact is he opened my eyes. It's well known that God isn't at the beck and call of sinners, but listens carefully to anyone who lives in reverence and does his will. That someone opened the eyes of a man born blind has never been heard of, ever. If this man didn't come from God, he wouldn't be able to do anything. They said, you're nothing but dirt. How dare you take that tone with us? Then they threw him out in the street. Jesus... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You still, yeah. There's still more verses. Yeah. Um, Jesus heard uh, that they had thrown him out and went and found him. He asked him, Do you believe in the Son of Man? The man said, Point him out to me, sir, that I can believe in him. Jesus said, You're looking right at him. Don't you recognize my voice? Master, I believe, the man said, and worshipped. Jesus then said, Come into the world to bring everything into the clear light of day, making all the distinctions clear, so that those who have seen will see, 
who have never seen will see, and those who made a great pretense of seeing will be exposed as blind. Some Pharisees overheard him and said, Does that mean you're calling us blind? Jesus said, If you were really blind, you would be blameless, but since you claim to see everything so well, you're accountable to every fault and failure. Yeah. Thank you. Let's go back to that first one Kyle addressed. And, and, and you brought up to you, Steve, I think. Um, Rabbi, who sinned? Oh. This man or his parents? I mean, right mm -hmm. off, they, they think they're sounding good, right? Because they're asking questions that the Levitic, Levitical priesthood mm -hmm. or somebody in the hierarchy would say. Somebody has sinned here, that's why he's blind. So they're thinking they're going to impress Jesus, right? They're walking along, he says, wait a minute, guys. And the no. sin is already the pretext. I mean, we, just, we know that was a sin. Just, just answer who's, who's yeah. in this. Oh, they thought they were so philosophical. But you know what? This does go back, Adam and Eve. We know that there are certain consequences for sin. Adam and Eve sinned. And there are consequences to it. So there is a certain retribution for sin even to this day. But we don't see it like we did because Jesus came right to be our intercessor for sin and to take the punishment we would normally have for sinning. So I, I, I just think it's great that they start off asking a question they think is so, so <laughs> philosophical. Right on. Who said Jesus? Well, no one. We're not, asking not, the wrong question. And he turns it away real quick. He says... Mm -hmm. We're not here for that purpose to condemn somebody. Mm -hmm. We're here to honor God, and that's why mm -hmm. he's standing in front of us. And that's why we're going to show his works to you. That's, I think that's awesome. Yeah, he turns away from that real quick. The, the world is... Well, chaos is default. This is one thing about Christianity that, that's sometimes not acknowledged, but it's, it's there. We, we as... We miss people. We're, we're, we're optimistic. We like to believe that everything is basically good. That good is the norm, or that or I should I should use I'll make it less that order is the norm. Yeah. That there is this natural order. The yeah. natural order is chaos. Yeah. And you 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 talk to some you talk to you know basic idea of entropy. Some physicists will agree with you, but also this this life in the beginning was chaos and God created the order. Yeah. The God creates order. Order comes from God, not from not from his creation. Yeah. And we we theologically we can look at it as because sin is in the world or or because that's the way it is, but chaos is really the default. And it takes God to to create this order. So the the blind man is blind from birth because of the way the condition the world is. Not because of anything he did. But it is Jesus who has stepped into this world who fixes that. Yes. Well, and of course, it was all perfectly orchestrated by God, you know, all set in motion in the beginning mm -hmm. anyway. You know, so intentionally <laughs> blind from birth for this very moment. Mm -hmm. You know. The, the question comes to my mind, he says... Uh, uh, neither this man sinned or his parents, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. I know one of the things we ask then, it says, did Jesus 
was this man really blind for whatever period of time? Mm -hmm. Like you said, 20 years, <laughs> 25 years, 30 years, 18 years, whatever it was. Was he really born for the purpose of getting healed on this moment? And that's, mm -hmm. that's one of those answers, I guess, that's in the very mind of God himself, mm -hmm. the wisdom in God. And Jesus is saying he is blind right now at this very moment so that we can see the works mm -hmm. of the Father. But just through my mind, when I first read this, I thought, yeah, again, you mean he's waited all this time? Mm -hmm. God created him and he waited all this time? But no, there's a purpose for everything. We know Romans 8.28 mm -hmm. says that there's a purpose for everything. So we know he has lived a life up to this point. Mm -hmm. And the miracle that came to him is at this very day in his life. Now, now we, we laughed at it a little. And, and, we, yeah. it, it, and I said, this is, this is supposed to be funny. Uh, and the, this, this, this man who was blind with birth, these people rush into the elders and say, Hey! This this guy was blind, who was hanging around out there begging and was blind since we've known him since birth can see because this this guy from Galilee who's been going around for the last year or so did this thing with the mud and made him see and you know so they're buzzing about this fact and the the, the Pharisees come out and says you mean he did this on the Sabbath of course this, this miracle has occurred. And and they're 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 looking at the rule book. Yes. They're looking they're looking in the personnel binder. That's right. That's right. But I don't I don't care if you stayed late and repaired a million dollar problem in the code. You didn't put in for your overtime. You didn't get that approved. That's yeah. that's, that's right. That's, that's and, right. And, and and here's okay. here's where is we as men have to really kind of <coughs> understand that at, 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 you know you you can't. You can't miss things because you're bound in the bound in in the rule book, in too deep into the rule book, or too deep into the into the way you think things should be. And and you know it's it's there. It's almost the the the, the illustration of their utter blindness from the start. Yes, the guy the, <laughs> was a miracle well, here. I think that they worked themselves <laughs> to be so angry they're blind. <laughs> yes. I mean, honestly, I can remember getting so angry driving the car or something where I, I was blind. I mm -hmm. couldn't think yes. straight. Somebody yes. had to help me and stop mm -hmm. me and say, don't do that. Mm -hmm. Don't run into this guy mm -hmm. over here that cuts you off with your car. That's stupid. But we can get, we can get so angry we're blind. And they, and to me, they worked themselves into a tizzy and kept getting themselves madder and madder mm -hmm. and madder till they couldn't see the nose on the end of their mm -hmm. face. They were just angry at Jesus. Well, um, some, um, you know, again, we, we watched uh, Life of Jesus. It's a series on uh, uh, History Channel. They've been doing some excellent mm -hmm. stuff on History Channel uh, on the life mm -hmm. of Jesus and, and stuff like that, uh, the Bible and what have you. And uh, they've been breaking it down into the different people that would have known Jesus the best, your, mm -hmm. their terminology anyway. And so they do the mother and father of Jesus and uh, Judas, Caiaphas, um, Peter, um, Mary Magdalene, and a couple, we haven't even finished them yet. Mm -hmm. um, but I, wa I finished watching uh, the one on Caiaphas the other day. And so they alluded to the fact that, you know, Caiaphas as a boy would have seen the 2,000 Jews murdered or crucified and murdered and just the total brutality of all of that. So, I mean, you kind of figure seeing that is going to be seared into your brain that any real disorder, disruption, 
pushing the laws, breaking the laws, may result in that same thing. I mean, the hammer could come down from Rome and just, they'd come in and kill all of them just to do it. You know, so, you know, not to say that Caiaphas was in the right or, mm -hmm. you know, anything else to give him any kind of a justification for doing what he did, but, you know, he's looking at it thinking, you know, if I don't take care of this one person, because this isn't the first instance mm -hmm. this has come before him. So he's looking at multiple times and his followers grow. So you have a guy starting a revolution, so to speak, that could bring down the hammer from Rome and he comes in and kills us all. So him wanting to stop all of this and be able to find excuses easily, because Jesus mm -hmm. is obviously breaking their written laws of the Sabbath and stuff like that, that he, he's easily able to step that bounds to and justify it in his own head. Well, if we kill one to save the masses, we take Jesus out to not mm -hmm. have 2,000 people killed. And, and, it's, and it's, it's pushed to that, but let's, and I'm, I'm glad you raised that, because we, you, can, you can almost begin to justify Caiaphas and be sympathetic to the fact that, yes, he is essentially charged with, between, and Herod, Herod was more in, in, in a different part of, 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 of Judea at this point. He was, he was king, but Caiaphas was also recognized, invested with authority from Rome to keep, keep the Jewish people, keep the, keep keep the, the people peace. of Judea in line. Peace. And and yes, and it it isn't that he'd get a he'd get a slap on the wrist when if they, things get too out of line, uh, they start crucifying, and if it gets really in line, they they scorch the earth. Uh, so he has definitely have reasons to 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 be afraid. Mm -hmm. But here 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 I think is the is the point of it. Um, don't. Don't let the don't get so comfortable or so worried. In fact, let's let's take comfortable out of it. Don't get so fearful that you know you know you you have to keep things the way they are. Uh, and so the stakes were high for Caiaphas, but it's the same thing. Up, oh, I've got to protect my bank account. I've got to protect my job. Mm -hmm. I've got to protect my family. I got to protect all this because the the. The forces, the whatever it is, a, a lousy boss, an ethical question, a, a lawsuit, a, a some you know that that can that can take everything away from me. Yet here we have the example of this young, and I like to see him as young, um, who and, and in some ways, yeah, he has much less to lose than his parents, who are, would who are being threatened with being thrown out of the synagogue. Uh, says no no this is this is the real thing and I'm not going to clam up about it uh, and um, so 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 you have to and and we're we are we're older guys so we're we're closer to the guy who are you called an older <laughs> right, I've got a few years on you <laughs> but we're closer to the guy we've got much more yes. vested yes in 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 the establishment before so, go go I'll go, go to break in a minute and if you oh, got yeah. a few things to add. Okay, okay. well I'm thinking about the, coming back to Sabbath. 
the 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 idea that the they're looking at it so so um, with John Tittle so so like with a microscope or a magnifying glass, and they're missing the fact that in fact Jesus pointed out to him once again, you Pharisees, if you get a cow that falls into a hole or a pit or gets stuck in a fence or whatever they had back then, don't you go get it out on the Sabbath day? Don't you do what is good on the Sabbath day and none of us condemn you? Why is it you can't see that I'm doing what is good and the Father's will? And in the previous lesson, if you folks joined us last, last week, uh, Jesus said and told the Pharisees, I'm doing my Father's will. He works 24-7. He does not work six days a week, even though you have it in the Ten Commandments and the creation of the earth. My Father works 24-7 mm -hmm. doing good things that are righteous. And I am doing what He told me to do because He is my Heavenly Father. That's what really got the anger started with them, where they started warring against each other. So here He's, uh, he's saying, can't you get off and see that you do work on the Sabbath day too, but you justify it for whatever reason? You might take an ant or a child uh, some food that are hungry, but you still do it and you can't quite understand. You interpret the scriptures uh, with too much legalism. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back after this. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, spiritual oasis for men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment, or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters, or WMA Cox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. We're back. Uh, this is the Man Up podcast coming from Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Texas. Uh, we're talking about uh, Gospel of John chapter 9. Jesus heals a blind man. And that blind man goes to the synagogue uh, or the uh, local elders um, and proclaims the Lord and shakes things up. Because for one, this was done on the Sabbath, which would make it a breach of Mosaic law, Jesus uh, healing the man. And it touches off a discussion as to who... Jesus is, and well, again, for, for people who are new to the Bible, you, you see a lot of a lot of everyday things in here. And the first thing the the people start talking about, well, well, is this really the guy? Did he really get healed, Absolutely. or is it some some He's kind of? Imposter. Is he the guy who looks like the guy? And and so they do come out and question. First thing, mm -hmm. did he did. Did you really get healed, or were you, uh, you know, are we mistaking you. you for somebody, yeah. or are you faking? <laughs> Obviously, they, 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 yeah. they, there's a question whether it's the guy, but but the parents confirm the identification. Um, so, um, well, let's let's continue with this discussion of the physical blindness and spiritual 
blindness. Um, well, yeah, let's, let's talk about one thing you said okay. about the guy. This guy really is innocent. So mm -hmm. he might be 15 years old as mm -hmm. far as we concerned because the first thing they asked, well, not the first thing they asked, but they said, you're really him. You're the one that mm -hmm. was healed, right? What do you say that the man is that healed your eyes, right? Mm -hmm. He says, a prophet, mm -hmm. at least a prophet. Yeah, well, he right? goes up, it, it's in, he, it's, he, he progresses. Yes. He, he goes from, first it's Jesus, the yes. man, this man named Jesus, the then, it's, then he's a prophet, uh, and uh -huh. then by the end of the chapter, he, the, the, uh, the, the healed blind man acknowledges Jesus as the son of man, the, the mm -hmm. messianic figure from book of Daniel, yeah. uh, which Jesus identifies as, yeah. uh, among other things. So uh, again, this is another case where Jesus identifies himself as the Messiah. And, and so you get that, you kind of get that gradual opening of his eyes spiritually that go with the, with the physical. Uh, well, they're, physical. they're doing this argument here yes. because they're trying every way they can <laughs> to, to cut Jesus down or shut Jesus down. And, and then the next thing they do, they go to his parents and say, Are, is this really your son? Yes, it is. Was he born blind? Yes, he was. How does he heal? How, how, do, how does he see? We don't know. We weren't there. What's wrong with you? Ask him. He's old enough to tell you. It, it says that they said this in response because they didn't want to get kicked out of the synagogue. But I personally think they think, we weren't there. We don't know how he was healed. We didn't see it. And, and, and what are you, idiots? I mean, the kid is old enough to tell you the answer, which, we, which he says more or less. And then the, the, the Jewish leaders then, uh, then, then they yell at the kid and say, we don't believe you. Give God the glory, right? Mm -hmm. They call him a liar. They said, whether he's a sinner, uh, pardon me, the second time they called him and called him in and says, give God the glory. So in other words, you take your moment and praise the Lord for your healing. Uh, and, and tell us the truth. Tell us the truth. We know this man is from Satan or a sinner. And, and, and then that gives the most beautiful response possibly one of them in, in the whole mm -hmm. Bible uh, from the, the healed man. And he says, I don't know what you're talking about, right? You can, you can read whether he is a sinner or not. And by the way, folks, this is verse 25. If you're not following this, I tend to jump around this cropper. Okay, verse 25, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. But one thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. And I can tell you, folks, some people have asked me why I serve Christ, and, uh, and they have tried to refute statements. But one thing I can tell them that no one can dispel from me, and that's before I knew Jesus, I was a different person. When I came to know Jesus and serve him, my life changed, and you cannot take that from me. So I identify with this statement tremendously. Uh, once I was blind, but now I see, because I accepted Christ as my Savior. Well, the, the guy has a, a pretty good uh, backbone, if you will. Mm -hmm. he, he doesn't mind standing up. Yeah. I mean, there, that was verse 25 and verse 30, the man answered. Now this is remarkable. You don't even know where this he where he comes from. Yet he opened my eyes. I mean, he's just bold about yeah, it. Yeah, he gets really you know bold. because you got to figure he's standing there thinking the same thing as we are. You idiots! <laughs> I just had this really cool thing happen to me, and you're worried about it being the Sabbath. Right. This is stupid. Let's move on from this. And so he just hammers at him. I love him. I mean, it's it's. 
the boldness. Well, he's that, just, and that guy's it. It's a, and he's going it right in their face. And and they, the only thing they can do is basically say, "Shut up." I argued. <laughs> and, yeah. Basically. And, 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 and they, they basically, you know, call him a lot of names. And, and you read, you, you read, they heaped insults on him. He, he says, in, in NIV, he says, you were steeped in sin. They call him a lot of names and tell him to get lost. And then because out. he doesn't like, they do not like what he's saying. And they have nothing to counter with it. And yeah. it is, it is, and, and, I, and I like this example of not being afraid to to stand up for what you believe, um, I yeah we don't know if he was just really arguing or just came out naturally from mm -hmm. because he says uh, he says now like you said Kyle great we know that no one's eyes has ever been healed when he was born blind from birth this has never happened before and there's no there's no blindness there's no blind healing in the Old Testament I mean that's kind of no. where it reflects no no it's, it, it's kind of it's, it's exactly true what he's saying in their history there is no miracle like this that's um, right that's right and we know that God does not hear sinners he will only listen to a godly person who does his will. Those two conditions, which are just incredible. One without the other is negative. One without the other is not sufficient for God to hear you and answer your prayer. You must, you must be godly and you must do his will. And he says, we know this. So he's done a lot of studying and grown up in the synagogue and studied the scriptures, possibly gone with his parents to church or to synagogue. And he listens only to the godly person who does his will. And as we stated, nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a blind man from birth. If this, this is the conclusion, if this man were not from God, he could do nothing. And boy, that's like slapping in the face, right? I mean, you can't get more pointed than that. That's like a closing statement as an attorney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boom. Boom. <laughs> well, I, but I mean, you know, again, it comes back in the next line there. You know, you're steeped in, in sin at birth. How dare you lecture us? Yeah. You know, that had to be such the slap in the face. I would have loved to have been the fly on the wall concept in that scenario. Yeah, they didn't have anything to answer. No. They, they had nothing to answer except just get angrier and blind. And, and throw as, them out. As we said, blinder and blinder and blinder. They, they worked themselves up into such, a, such an anger. A bit of rage. Yeah, rage. Rage is a great word for it. Uh, they, they couldn't answer. And, and at the end of this... Jesus says he he basically doesn't doesn't even give the the Pharisees the sympathy of being you know blinded by their law. He says you should know better. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah. you know you know yeah. if yeah. if you if you were really if you were really as blind as you're coming off as you wouldn't be guilty of sin. But I know and you know that there's there's something going on. I mean, they're just not. Want, they're, at this point, they're getting to the point where they're willfully deciding not to believe this. Yes. Against oh, gosh. all <laughs> logic. Not their first time. Yeah, and, and <coughs> Pardon me. You know, I can't help believe the Holy Spirit is mm -hmm. trying to convince them, but they're so angry and so mm -hmm. blind, they won't let well, God thing is Pharaoh into them. harden their hearts so they can't mm -hmm. see. Yes. You know, same concept That's that I would a, think. Yeah, very good example. Yeah. Uh, God can choose to do what He wants. Uh, yeah, Jesus said, if you were blind, as Steve said, 
you wouldn't be guilty of sin. But since you claim to know that you see, and you claim to know the scriptures, and you can't claim to know uh, the Old Testament backward and forward, you are blinder than this guy was before I healed him. Yeah, you can't get, get much stronger than that. I've got one question to throw out as, as host, and it's out of our book. And uh, what are what are our spiritual blind spots? I mean, they, <laughs> I think <that> question. <laughs> I think you stumped the panel. <laughs> oh, oh, no, we've ever oh, done that. Know. I have my spiritual I have my spiritual weaknesses if that's what you're referring to. No, 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 well, you know, we'll if I get if I get in a hurry, I get stressed. Mm -hmm. I tend to not think logically and, and think and tend to miss things that are really mm -hmm. simple, right? And it's the Holy Spirit trying to control me. Mm -hmm. Whenever I relax, even when I'm late for work or late for whatever, and I don't let stress control me. I remember so many more things to do that the Lord would have me do. So my weakness or my blind spot would be getting in a hurry and, and letting that control me instead of me controlling mm -hmm. the situation. Stress, right? yes, which is, yes, a, yes. Is, our, is very hard to avoid <laughs> yeah. in this day and age. It's, it's, uh, Kyle, you were sharing with us a little bit about your work. You. Uh, you sell insurance, and you were sharing with us that you're going back and talking with people from time. And you said sometimes the day gets really long because you what make a lot of calls and don't have success. What what were you sharing with us on that? Is that that what you were leaning toward? Oh, it wasn't even the not having success. I mean, you know, I had some good conversations with clients and all, but uh, you know, just sometimes the the days will get long. It's monotonous, uh -huh. and you know, it's it's a lot of dialing. Um, you know, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, you're you're tired. You know, and so it's the same thing. I know I wasn't towards the end of the day focused on some of the conversations as much as I should have been. You know, which is why I was doing what I was doing was to be able to listen to my clients and and hear what they said. But you know, as you just physically get tired. You know that same type of thing is your your mind will get clouded and you're you, you'll start missing things. Yeah. You know I, I know I'm very much like you when I get into a rush, I'll run out of the house, and then you start patting yourself down. Oh, forgot the wallet. You got to go back mm -hmm. in now. You know everything's already locked up. <laughs> you know, and then you get out of the door and then you realize you didn't have this. Oh, you know, and you got to go back in the house three four times. You know I've done that silliness, and it's oh, yeah. just because you got late. And stress, and you stop paying attention. Yeah. You know. I, I tend to get self-absorbed. Usually, so, when I get tired, usually I get yeah. tired, and I get a little more like, "Where's mine?" <laughs> you know, well, you, Where, write, what? you write a lot. Well, I, that's what I'm not. Writing? No, no, it doesn't because usually when I'm writing, writing, I'm I'm work. My mind is elsewhere. It's okay. it's when you know. It's again. It's stress. Is that's the way? Kind of. That's my trigger. When, when, when that's what happens when I get either stressful, stressed or tired, I begin to get more irritable and I begin to say, you know, gosh, don't it, why is everybody getting all this? And kind of all I got to do is, you know, how, you know, want a clean garage or something like that. <laughs> and, yeah. and, or, or, you know, want to, want to be able to find, find a, a, a tool where I left it. And uh, so I get a little more concerned with, you know, myself. Uh, to the 
to the at least at the expense of others. Let's put it that way. But again, it's it's interesting. But in all three of our cases, it's it's usually just a matter of things getting to you, and when you know, and, and things don't always things don't always go right, you know. But but you know, it's kind of not an excuse in a way. But I guess that's as men, that's a thing that happens. I mean, I find that not surprising that we have. That we all tend that that we have different responses, but they all tends to be triggered by, you know, a a lack of feeling that you're you're either out of control out, out of something or uh, you're you're trying to wrestle back uh, your control of a situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I'm trying to, if you've had a bad day where nothing went right and all of that kind of stuff, you know, control is a big thing. You know mm -hmm. that if you haven't controlled the day or just everything spun out of control, whatever. I get in my kitchen, I love to cook because I can control it. I mean, yes, you may burn something or whatever, but if you're paying attention and your head is in the dish, you know, you can create wonderful things. You can control the temperature and the spice mm -hmm. and the liquid and the, you know, and you could control all of the aspects. And that puts me back in order to some degree because I, the world just makes sense at the end when you're able to put it all back into perspective that way. So you're doing something you like, helps you refocus. Something you like, something you're good at. And it's you know. an act of service because I assume you're cooking for your wife. And I, I am, <laughs> if, if not others where and we're yes. delivering or something, but yes, yes, exactly. Yes. And uh, so it, it does put me back into, into the right frame of mind. Well that's great. I, I have some housekeeping. I want to give a, a shout out to uh, Robert Koshu, our, uh, the professor, our trainer, uh, who is uh, dealing with some, some uh, home issues. Uh, it's, you want, if you want to talk about the Lord having a sense of humor or, or who sinned, um, for those of you following the news, Houston was, was hit last week by some major rainstorms and some flooding and uh, praise the Lord! In our, all, our, all four of our cases, including Robert, our houses came through, no flooding. But the day after the storms, uh, let's say plumbing problems at Mr. Koshu's house, and uh, he is now looking at uh, at least he's insured for that, and he's he's thinking. I think he's listening to us from the residence inn somewhere in uh, <coughs> South Texas. I hope. Uh, things get back on track, but it is going to be a hassle well, because it's actually, going to be a lot of for the places. story. I believe they were actually here at church oh, that day. See? It was Sunday, so who sends <laughs> going to church? Uh, you know, but yeah, it was something along the lines of uh, yeah, pipe burst, and uh, while they were gone yes. for the morning. And it essentially sprayed water in the house for See, four isn't hours. Isn't that an excellent example? Lord, why me? <laughs> right? Yes. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't we all do that? Mm -hmm. He's at church and his house floods. <laughs> so, all right, Lord, yes. that's not funny. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, like I talked to Robert. I talked to Robert on the phone the, the day of, and uh, you know he said his wife you know, that same type of thing of you know why us kind of a concept. Yeah. yeah. And Robert had a, you could already tell he had a really good disposition, you know, on, already wrapped his head around it. And I said, you know, we are not, we are not supposed to have a perfect life. There will be trials and tribulations for whatever reason. 
that's one of your trials today, you know, and he had already grinned and was bearing it, you know, but knowing that that was one, you know, we're going to have them. Yeah, yeah, that was and as I said, we uh, this was our last week uh, studying the Gospel of John. C starting next week, uh, we are picking up the uh, story of David. Last year we did uh, the first book of Samuel, Samuel, First Samuel, and that covered Saul and the uh, the early years of David. And next, starting next week, we're going to do thirteen weeks on Second Samuel, which is the uh, kingship of David, and uh, it's appropriately titled, titled "Triumphs and Troubles." And uh, some of it is, is ground we're going to get to revisit it because we'll we'll once again. Uh, Talk about the mighty men. Right. We'll talk yep. about Bathsheba, yeah. uh, Uriah, the the <laughs> family problems, but also again the triumphs uh, and and some illustrations of of the ways David indeed was a uh, man after God's own heart. So please be there for that. And in the meantime, uh, we are up to this is this is podcast number one hundred and three. Uh, our previous 102 can be found on SoundCloud. Most of them are also on iTunes. Uh, you can visit our website at manupspiritualoasis.com. We are on Twitter at manupsugarland. That's our handle. It's a nice uh, Christian, uh, Christian thoughts on it. And we haven't been shadow banned yet by Twitter. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so visit us there uh, and follow us and also find us on Facebook and on Man Up. We've got a page there, a community page there. So, um, meanwhile, we hope you have a good week. Uh, any last thoughts from the guys? Just enjoy the lesson. Uh, it's always good to hear you guys talk about uh, your view of it and your uh, understanding of it and uh, like I said uh, it was a, a great lesson to see that uh, Jesus stepped back out of the way after he started to fight with the Pharisees and let his man that he healed take over and uh, argue with the Pharisees mm -hmm. and then they ended up they he presented such a spiritual case and argument of righteousness to him that Jesus was in fact from God that they had to kick him out of the temple. They were so angry at it. Uh, so, folks, this, uh, this is the way life is today. Mm -hmm. Steve, I think, mentioned this, and, and, and Kyle mentioned this, folks. Uh, because you're a Christian doesn't mean you avoid things that happen to you. And Robert's a perfect example. Mm -hmm. We've shared about that. And uh, So just don't let it control you. Go to the Lord and control the situation. And uh, I'm often reminded, folks, when I'm driving the car of uh, the person that cuts in front of me, and I want to uh, give him a nice hand signal or, or, or do something that would be really idiotic. And that's simply don't let your anger uh, affect what your senses and your, your common sense. Don't be blinded by anger. The Lord said, Ang be angry and sin not. Don't be blinded by your anger. This is what this lesson was all about, and that's the Pharisees were so angered that they were blind to reality and blind to the Spirit of the Lord. You know, the, uh, the author uh, of the, the lesson here, 
uh, said something really interesting, and I know we didn't really touch on it. The Pharisees condemned the, ma the man born blind as steeped in sin from the time he was born. Jesus answered the question by saying, neither the man nor his parents sinned. The Pharisees answered the question by saying, both this man and his parents sinned, and they still sin. You know, I mean, in my head, when you read that first question, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, neither sin to create <laughs> the blindness. But just funny that, you know, my head forgets the fact mm -hmm. that, well, we're all sinners. Mm -hmm. And in the story and reading it, I had lost that, mm -hmm. you know, yes. uh, through that, that, well, yeah, all of them sinned, you know, but not to cause the blindness. Mm -hmm. And then uh, just one other thing that he wrote, uh, Jesus came to heal us of spiritual blindness, but we must be willing to admit our need and accept his healing. You know, and that is something that, uh, you know, a lot of times we don't want to admit it to ourselves or to anybody else or whatever, that we have problems, we have issues, we need healing and we need Jesus. And just as a human, especially as guys, um, that's, that's very hard. I mean, just look at us physically. Most times men will, you know, never go to the doctor until you're about to fall over and, you know, uh, coming to Jesus is basically the same thing. You know, it's just a very hard thing to do. Well, we hope uh, by listening to us, we, we make that uh, travel with Jesus, that connection with Jesus, that much easier. Uh, we are strong on biblical literacy here at Man Up. Uh, certainly uh, find a Bible, a good translation. Kyle was reading from Eugene Peterson's The Message uh, earlier. We use the NIV. Uh, certainly, uh, certainly, uh, read the Bible, read the Bible with us, uh, join a church and join, uh, a men, a men's, uh, a men's ministry, a men's group in that church or start one if there isn't and stay with us each week. Uh, until next time, this has been Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.